You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Breaking Bad After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Breaking Bad After Show. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Bing is for doing, and we are doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for Breaking Bad, Season 5, Episode 14, Azamandias. I'm John Comerford, and I'm joined by Ed Bowling. That's me, Ed Bowling. And Matt Lieberman. Hey, hey. We also have Kristen Snyder. Hello, hello. And our very special guest star, you know him as Skinny Pete, the formidable Charles Baker. Thank you very much for joining us. Good Woo-hoo. to have you here. All right, so gentlemen, lady. <laughs> the the Hodgley fallout. I, I, I don't know where else to start other than to talk about Hank. And the fact that Gomez, Gomez gone and yeah. Hank too. And, and I, I have to say, the way Hank went, I was, I, I was not happy about it. I was not happy about it. Didn't like it. I wanted a bigger ending for him. I put it to everybody on the panel. Well, here's the thing, right? If you wanted the kind of like epic death moment and like the slow motion, whatever, no. that, that would have come at the end of last episode. I thought it was, I thought it was, it was fitting. It, well, you were the one that said in last episode you didn't, you knew he wasn't going to die. You wanted him to have a bigger death. You wanted to have him a, a, a rightful death, so to speak. He said he didn't think that Hank should die in the beginning of the episode, is what yeah. he said. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, or at least just immediately, like it opens up on Hank's body falling right. back. Because that's yeah. that's you know that's weak sauce. That's not an earned right. death. I felt like uh, Walt pleading for his death mm-hmm. and like giving up the fact that he has eighty million dollars buried in the desert in an attempt to preserve his family one last time. Mm-hmm. You know, and Hank just like telling him, "You're the smartest man in the world, but you are an idiot." Because I'm going <laughs> to die. Yeah. That to me was Hank to to the very end. Oh, that part! I'm not saying it wasn't true to his character. That was true yeah. to his character. I'm just saying, as a viewer, I was going, "Damn, I wanted a better death for him." That's all. I'm not saying it wasn't right or accurate. I think it was a great death because he remained true to his character the entire time. Even hearing everything that Walt said, not for a minute did he flinch and was going to be like playing along with Walt, like everybody else in this show has the entire season. He's the one guy who never broke. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like him, what? What? him, Walter no. Jr. and Holly, but like he did, he never, he never. No, I, he, well, I don't know. I think he broke a little bit. Yeah, when he, he did. When he, was, right. when he let Jesse just, yeah, who, what, who cares true. if he dies? He was, He's it, just a. Yep, Hank's desperation absolutely. to get Walt caused him to extend over, push the limits a little bit, but. Uh, I, you're all alone here, John. Because yeah, right, I right, think right. His anybody death, else? Anybody? Anybody? It was, what about no, you, sometimes, Phil? Sometimes less is more, man. That's true. Less yeah. is more. It That's was. It true. had a. I think it had a bigger impact having it be as kind of minimalistic as. It yeah, was. Hank okay. is a simple guy. He's simple. Everything is simple, and so that was just a simple way. He looked death in the face and said, "Bring it." Yeah, it, re- I, it reminded me of one minute, which is actually my other than this episode, my other favorite episode of all time. Mm-hmm. When it was sort of like Hank was reaching for the gun, just like th- we kind of got that call back with this mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. and with the twins. Yeah, and, uh, what season three that was? Yeah, um, and I I loved. I think it was thirty seconds. It was called mm-hmm. the the episode, and it was just like it called back to that moment where he kind of escaped death that one time and yeah. it, it was him like on the ground crawling yeah, yeah. for it once again and i just felt like 
this was an amazing episode, and I couldn't see it. Any All right, way. Phil, what about you in the booth? I don't want. Am I the only one hanging on the other side? You gonna leave me hanging out here alone? Uh, I, I thought it was uh, slightly weak. What? But, I don't know. <laughs> there you I, go. Slightly, slightly, slightly. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll admit that it wasn't necessarily an epic end, but it, he was he was himself to the bitter end. When it happened, I just crumpled in my seat. I thought yes. it was, the more interesting about it for me was that it, because of Hank's death, we completely forgot about Gomi. Just yeah, lying. Gomi's oh, death was crack. unceremonious. Yeah. I know. Uh, was, but you didn't know. you know? I mean, from last week's episode, you knew when the the the, the, gun, the yeah. everything was blazing. You knew he was a goner anyway. Right? When he was out in the desert, you mm-hmm. knew Gomi was yeah. a goner. <laughs> yeah. It's just like let let him walk off the show with his team and become ASAC. <laughs> nope. Yeah, you know, bring it, him with you. It was a pretty big teaser that uh, it was the third time that the gun got raised Hank's head that he got shot. So. Vince Gilligan made us sit through two points of the gun. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the third one. You know, this dude, the guy, is he's not the type of guy. If his gun is out, he's going to use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff in the beginning where they're asking him, show us your badge. That was just all just, you know, distraction tactics. His plan was to kill everybody, just like Hank said. So what's the ruse for, then? Why distract? Who cares? What, what's he trying to do? Is he, he trying to get information? What? Well, first of all, it worked, right? <laughs> to what? Because he, he won. His, he won he won that battle. He was going to win it anyway. Like, he's already made his decision. Well, he's going to kill the guy anyway. So what, what, what battle is there? The, ba- the gun battle. Yeah. There was a little bit. He, he distracted. It was good. I thought it was okay. good. Well, no, it, here's, here's the thing, right? Walt keeps pleading with him. He doesn't yeah. want to. He doesn't want to alienate Walt. He still likes Walt. He's still technically business partners with Walt. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's trying to. He's trying to remain on an even keel with them. You know, their their business had been concluded once once Walt was dead and or mm-hmm. sorry Hank was dead and uh, Jesse so was taken. It, but your argument that he wants to be on an even keel. Why did he even go then? If he wanted to, why wouldn't he? He listen wanted to, to preserve it? his investment. I know, but you, but but it, I just wanted to talk okay, about one thing. Sorry, you brought up you brought, no, but just you brought up one minute right? right and and the contrast the contrast between Hank going for the gun in that episode and the way it was shot versus him going for the gun in this episode mm-hmm. as he's just kind of pathetically you know he'll never get to yeah. it in time the yeah. way that it's framed sure. yeah. um and he's just he's just a goner from the moment that gun is raised like the the decision was already made he was never going he was never going to leave alive and i think when you're compressing this much story mm-hmm. into so few episodes on at some point you kind of have to be a little bit mechanical in how in how you deal with with this stuff. I mean, in this episode, think about the amount of reveals and scenes yeah. Yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, we got paid off in this episode. Mm-hmm. Some happened off camera because there just simply yeah. wasn't time. Mm-hmm. And I think they couldn't have prolonged Hank's death any further than they than they did. I completely disagree. They very absolutely, and it could have been extremely dramatic to do so. Dang. What, what is okay. what is your dream death for Hank? Well, yeah, I, what's the John? dream death? Well, we could get we'll get into that in predictions, right. or, or <laughs> but rather than predictions, it would be wishes. So, okay. but speaking of reveals, let's go. The, the big reveal for uh, Walt to Jesse. Yeah. Okay. Right. So because in the room as we were watching, everybody, with, I think with the exception of me, especially you, Ed, you're going, yeah, you were actually excited about <laughs> well, it. Well, I just said I knew it because uh, I knew that it was, you know, you obviously knew that Walt is the only one that could tell that one. No, Yeah, could only the one that could tell that. I, I originally Jane. expected it when he was in his emotional rant in the car driving to the desert. I expected him to sort of slip. But it just goes to show that that he was really always in control, and this was he completely decided to do it. Mm-hmm. He was fully manifested as Heisenberg at that point. He had seen Hank die. It was, you know, and he didn't forget that 
Jesse is the one that brought him there. Yeah. And he just said, you know what? Yeah. Jesse's the one. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> taken himself completely out of, yeah, the, no, out, exactly. of, out of the picture, blame-wise. Mm-hmm. If Jesse hadn't given him all that information, mm-hmm. if he hadn't betrayed him, Hank would still be alive. His whole thing has been about family, 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 and he failed in that mission, mm-hmm. and that completely evaporates what's left of Walter White. But didn't we think, though, for a second when he saw Jesse under the yeah. car that he was going to wait for them to leave and then somehow try to leave with Jesse? Nope. I, I, I did. I did for a second. I, I mean, I wanted them to team back up again when I saw because it. Cause it Honestly, you could see it in Jesse's eyes. He still is in disbelief of everything that's happening. Oh, man, he, he still sees it. it that it's like Team Walt and Jesse. And even when he saw Walt, he thought that Walt was possibly back to his level when he saw Walt down in the dirt crying. And that's when he decided to signal to him because yeah. he wanted to be there for him. Good point. And that's when. Well, you think Jesse was signaling to him? That's what I thought. I thought Jesse okay. was signaling to Walt to be like, "Hey, I'm here. I didn't run away. I didn't leave you." Because he could have. I think for a minute we all thought I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see a, see a signal, signal, but I agree yeah. with that the symbolism no. of them both being down at the mm-hmm. same level. Uh-huh. I, I like yeah. that. I like that idea. Well, actually, that kind of ties into uh, the title of the episode. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Let's so uh, it. it's based. It's it's a poem by Percy Shelley. It's a very old poem. Uh, and uh, Brian Cranston released a video this week of him reading Ozymandias. And uh, the opening lines: "I met a traveler from an in- antique land who said." Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor, well those passions read, which yet survive, stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look, so, look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. So we're in this desert, and they the are once two strong pillars, uh, Jesse and Walt, who were these partners holding up this empire, have now kind of crumbled, and they're the, just these stumps left in the dirt of all that's left of Walt's empire. And I feel like this whole episode is just kind of like looking out over the desolation of what was you know, potentially mm-hmm. a happy ending for him. He was he was getting away with it. He was out. And now it's all just mm-hmm. like so much dust. Yeah, yeah like all the other... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, so I, I just want to go back to the uh, Jesse thing. So he's under yeah. the car. And you, you, you guys thought he was signaling. But no, did I, you didn't, have that see, I like didn't see a signal. But no. you, but you, okay, because I didn't think for a second. Okay, that, but he was in a hole under sure. the car. Absolutely. He did not have to touch whatever it was, the part of the car that was shaking to kind of get Walt's attention. I don't think he just suddenly like moved wrong and the car shook like he had been hiding there for a while i felt like he was signaling to walt wow i don't know i i missed it i i, I thought i saw something under the car i didn't realize it was jesse until yeah. he told them yeah. that's all yeah I, I i it could very well have been a signal but at that point what's what's the point there i don't think that he's trying to comfort him if he's if he's trying to tell him i'm here don't say anything yeah then what was it why, why do that why, why not just call his attention exactly yeah and I, I, I don't think for a second that he even wanted to be by Walt or with Walt. Anymore. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he Jesse just hates Walt. Yeah, he's yeah. done. He's he done there. You know what? I think he goes back and forth with it. And I, I mean, after this episode, obviously yeah. not. But I was defending Walt. And I feel like I was in Jesse's shoes defending Walt this entire time until this episode. And I now feel, obviously, that he 
you can't. I, I don't have words to defend him anymore. <laughs> but I feel like Jesse was still pulling for him slightly, hoping that there was something there. I don't know. I didn't see anything. If if he was still pulling for him, why why get him? He went back and why forward. go to the cops? Why go to the DEA? Why almost get him arrested? Finally, you spit in the he, guy's face. You, you spit mean, in the guy's face. Just, you were so you know, excited. Ten, ten minutes prior to this, just so hoping. Much hatred. I think he was just hoping that there was still sorry, you know, Mr. White there. <laughs> it's another three to one. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I feel like the whole time he there was shock in his eyes, looking up at like his father, like saying, "Go ahead and kill my son." Like I thought that it was just pain and like disbelief the entire time well i think when they pulled him out of the car when he yeah. realized that he, what you're, you're not gonna let him kill me are you i mean come on, i mean yeah. i know that we've had our differences well see yeah he's he not gonna let him kill me he hadn't actually seen it come out of walt's mouth yet he hadn't yeah. actually seen the nod to say yes it's okay yeah. you can shoot him and to me it was completely genuine there was no hesitation there was no plan to save him at the last second to say wait or whatever he he had gave the nod and jesse was gone right then he was gonna watch it yeah can I can I ask the the room a question? Yes. Okay. I personally was surprised at how frantic Walt was in his attempt to save Hank. I I I feel like mm-hmm. at some point he would want to get out of this and, you know, get out of it permanently. Well, I think it speaks to your point which you just made, which is if in not saving Hank, that was the last of Walt left. Yeah. And then he's completely gone. Maybe he in, in his own subconscious way recognizing that if I don't save him, there is no hope for me. I, I think know. his Maybe ego. I think his ego somehow told him that he could. He can still make this work. He can still keep his family together. And, yeah. and once we once we sleep this all under the yeah. rug, then yeah. we're all going to go back to having family. Because his family's still and, intact right. until right. Hank's dead. And, yeah, yeah, and, and then it's, it's you know his no wife's his wife's sister's yeah. husband. Yeah, that's you right. know, And that's 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 a gun. That's going to yeah. be <laughs> so hard to sell to his ho- wife. He's got hoovers enough to think. Don't. I can still make this work. Right, right. <laughs> well, it, see, the thing I was thinking was that when, uh, when they, when he was behind the rock, okay, and he was crying behind the rock, that was Walt. But the guy who came mm-hmm. out from behind the rock was Heisenberg, and Heisenberg came with a plan, and he knew that okay, I'm going to walk out here, I'm going to get arrested. I already called off my my guys, and I'm going to be between now the desert, and by the time I get to the police station, I'm going to be able to figure a way to get out of this thing. And so he, that was a way to get out without killing Hank. And so the fact that the you know these guys came and they were going to kill him that was just a problem. He had to resolve that. He goes, he's just frustrated. Let me get out of it without killing him. Yeah, you know that's what he wanted to do. And yeah. then he then he well, still had a chance to salvage right. his family. Right. As long as Hank doesn't die. Well, that would be true because it's exactly the same tactic he took at home when he was trying to get um, Junior and Skylar to pack. Look, just let me just the priority here is this, and then we'll deal with all the other stuff yep. later. Which means never talk about it again. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <of> <laughs> All right, since we're headed that way, let's talk about the Marie Schuyler Summit uh, at the car wash. Oh, God. (laughs) I'll be honest. I was hoping that that, that Walt was just going to walk in. Yeah, Yeah, so it's like, like, oh, please, please. Not, not, I I was, it was more just just to spite Marie. Yeah, exactly. To see the look on her face when. (laughs) A holier than that kind of thing, yeah. Oh, hey, guys. Absolutely. I I don't know why, like, I'm still pulling for for Walt sometimes. And it's like, oh, that's despicable. And then the next scene, I'm like, yeah, Walt, yeah, why why are you arguing with him? Skyler, <laughs> I, I think I was pulling more from Junior. I just didn't want him to know the full uh, truth of it. Just cause, yeah, it's going to ruin it's, breakfast. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be fun for him. No, so. there's no more family breakfast. No. And like, one thing that I did not expect though was Marie to give Skyler another chance. Like she's giving on the strictest of terms, right? right? But she's like, you know what? 
on some level, I I think you're still my sister. He convinced right. you still to hope do for these. You. Th- yeah, there's still yeah. hope for you. Yeah. But you're gonna have to play by my rules, and yeah. then I'll let you have yeah, your family yeah, I mean, back. Power hungry people. They just want their. Life. <laughs> Um, That's what I think it is. This thing with Marie coming in, walking into the, you know, I mean, it, it was Brace. it was the, business. the thickest dramatic irony I've seen in years where we know the truth and the character doesn't know. And it's just, yeah. we just are, I'm, I was heartbroken. I was, I, I was just, I was so affected by her walking in and knowing that she's making a fool out of herself right now. Mm-hmm. She's going to walk in here all cocky. Yeah. And say, I'm going to give you a chance to come back. And my husband just beat your husband. Yeah. And then Walt would walk right in. Which would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I was uh, thinking uh, that too. Cool. Going, a little bit of shouting for the working right there. I, I was like, ooh. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Walk in, look at Skyler and say, hi, honey. Yeah. You know? Well, I wanted it to happen right before Skyler was, would say something to, to Junior. I was going, yeah, because no. yeah. you, know, you know he's not under arrest. And so that's what I was hoping. Oh, he's second. Please, please. Yeah. What and that's okay. Well, Junior kind of saying, I got this, like taking over the business, the family business for a minute. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's what he's going to say when he, when he, now that he learns the real family business. Yeah. I got this. I'll take Jeez. care of her. But the, the, way Walt, uh, the way Walt Jr. found out was uh, another, like you said, an off-camera thing. Mm-hmm. Same way Jesse's recording was. You know, we got little bits and pieces later that showed that Jesse told Hank everything. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get to see his. But I don't think that that's necessarily something done because of uh, time constraints. I think it's done because we all know the story. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know, yeah. we all know. But yeah. I had been looking forward right. for for a few years now to the moment where Walt has to tell his son yeah. what happened and mm-hmm. watch that kind of like come that, over. Right, because that, that, that would have been much more come. tortured, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. To that, like watch his kind of like face yeah. turn pale. The whole time he's trying to avoid that moment. Yeah. And that would have been interesting. I, 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 I don't agree think with that, that that's not going to happen. Well, he's, well, he, he already can't. Knows. Yeah, there, there's, there's no. Yeah, there's, you can't take that away. I mean, that moment's already gone. No, but he can still have the conversation where it's like an actual realization yeah, coming it, from his father. He's still not believing everything. No, he's believing it. I mean, I think when he called the cops and he said, "Hey, all that other yeah, stuff." Yeah, no, he's when he it. realized that Hank was dead. Yeah, you know that Hank was dead and his dad was likely responsible, and then fought his fought his mom with the, the knife, knife and the whole thing, yeah. and then starts screaming. You know, I don't think there's any way he can understand the past, you know, seasons that we've seen everything that's happened in this brief moment. No, but I don't think he, the, the, the idea that you're going to go from, you're going to tell your son mm-hmm. a, a, a complete, well, first of all, he has this one mentality, which is you're not a drug dealer. And now he's going to break all that open. That's already gone. That You can't get that back because his mom's already told him everything. So I just thought it would be much more interesting for the son to have to tell the father. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. But we didn't get that. So we got something else instead, so that was all right. Yeah, no, it, and it was still intense, and I loved that moment in the car between uh, between Skyler and Skyler, yeah. and, and he won't put his seatbelt on. She's like, "It's dangerous," yeah. she, and he's it's like, "Really? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna tell me that now?" I was like Mom? waiting for a car wreck. Yeah. I'm still waiting for a car crash. Oh, like there the, will be one. I like the <laughs> shot before with little Holly in the back of the car seat. I thought that was uh, a nice little foreshadowing going on. Oh there. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've yeah. seen that shot before. Oh, absolutely. We've seen that shot plenty of times yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh my. So okay, and everybody, I remember as we were watching the, the phone shot with the phone and the knife. Yes. yes. Everybody loved that shot. And we were like, phone or, phone or knife, phone or knife, phone or knife. And then <laughs> it, it, when it was knife, we were like, yeah. I, I knew it was going to be the knife because in the beginning, in the teaser mm-hmm. that we got, it was the same shot of her on the phone. That was when she chose the phone. Oh. 
And it was the close-up of the knives were right beside her in the, mm-hmm. in the teaser. So I mm-hmm. knew it was going to be the knife this time because she had chose the phone before. Can we talk really quickly yes. about the teaser? Yes. Okay, because we haven't talked about it. You Let's mean the phone call teaser. from Skylar? Yeah, the phone call to Skylar. So it's their first cook, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're getting this, oh, oh, this, oh, this, cli- this, like, this glimpse. You're going back to the beginning of the episode. Yeah, okay. this, this glimpse of, of who they were yeah. ba- back at the very start. Yeah. Back in and, the nice days. Yeah, like, and the color palette is like back to the old color yeah, palette. Definitely. and. Jesse's off dicking around with a stick in the background, right? <laughs> and then, so Hank's, pre- or sorry, Walt's preparing this lie mm-hmm. and practicing it. Practicing it. Yeah. It is the We're, first yeah. lie yeah. of his meth career. Yeah. And mm. he's he's practicing, he's figuring it out. And then he gets on the phone with Skylar, and it's even easier than he thought it would be. Mm. And then he gets off the phone, and there's this moment where this look crosses his face where he's like, huh, no, that was easy. Yeah. Hmm. This isn't going to be so this bad. Isn't, that wasn't that hard. Yeah. And like you see everything that has come since in that one moment for me of just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I could I could do this. Yeah, I know. But it's interesting because that lie wasn't so hard. But if you, there have been countless times where we've seen him lie to many people very easily. But every time with Skylar, it gets harder and harder. You can yeah. always tell. Yeah. Yeah. And so so that lie, that first one's easy. That's why the second one's easy. Or you mm-hmm. think it is. And then they, now you, you know, have to the, keep all the, these lies straight. The first thing that I noticed about that scene was actually something that, you know, the reality of it, that it was clearly recorded uh, recently. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. Jesse, yeah. Jesse was a little heavier set. Yeah. He wasn't mm-hmm. the young, skinny kid. Mm-hmm. And, and I could see that Walt yeah. was a wig. It was a good one, but I could still see yeah. that it was yeah, a wig. It was, you a, know? it was a rug. Well, it wasn't that good. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how about the callback to the pizza on the roof? Her talking yeah. to him, like, ordering pizza. Mm-hmm. They have a <laughs> special for the two fans. for one, and I might I might even okay. hold one myself. Now, I, I want to go back to the family fight at the house between Skyler, because everybody was screaming because we heard the baby crying, and then we think, oh my god, the baby's going to get Oh no, now Junior's gonna get killed. Yeah, somebody's mm-hmm. falling on a knife. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. no one fell on the knife, but something <laughs> far worse happened. He's, well, okay, maybe still, not far okay. worse, but yeah. still pretty repugnant. Yeah. I never imagined in a million years that he would take Holly. That was like one thing that never occurred to he me. He had a very good reason to take Holly. <laughs> okay, well, let's explore that. Yeah, let's explore that, Ed. He had a very good reason to take Holly. For all the Walt defenders out there, <laughs> this was his absolute last chance to start fresh with his family holly doesn't understand anything mm. and, and he can take her away with his 11 million and because he in that living room he saw with his eyes that's why they showed it to me that's why they mm-hmm. showed him uh, you know junior and and skylar together like that he mm-hmm. could see i lost him yep mm-hmm. and so he he walked out and grabbed the only thing that he didn't lose yet family-wise well that'd you know. be interesting because he could start fresh until he heard her saying mama and then okay and, yeah there is, and he's and see and then but he's not a, a real dad he actually, yeah he actually yeah. loves her and he couldn't stand to see mm-hmm. her set and then he's pissed off because and that's why he calls skylar back and takes it all out at that moment because his last family member Skyler has yeah. has the loyalty. And this that scene to me was like almost a like a perverse commentary on uh Skyler haters and like all of that negative feedback if you remember mm-hmm. yeah, Anna yeah, Gunn's yeah. op-ed piece. Yeah, exactly. It's like everything that every single commenter I feel like ever ever wrote about just like this bitch who gets in my way and whines and complains. Yeah. And like, "Well, don't do that. It's too dangerous. <laughs> You're putting our family at risk. You are putting our family at risk." Mm-hmm. And I was like I was with her for the entire thing and I was just like Walt you monster until she apologized and I'm just like don't apologize to him well, she, oh, no 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 he's she, got no, Holly she was trying to yeah. work him 
and she realized he's crazy. That was yeah. Heisenberg that called Skyler. It wasn't yeah. Walt that yeah. called Skyler. And he just wrote her alibi. Like they were recording. Yeah, all of exactly. That's, that's why. That's why I think oh, he yeah. was crying. Yeah. He wasn't. I don't think all of that His, was real. No, she's oh, definitely wow. faking so that you know. I think he was okay. saying that for a number of reasons. I think he knew people were listening. Of course he knew they were listening. I thought that yeah. that was all hubris, but no, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. He's he's clearing her of any blame. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Because he breaks the phone afterwards. Why else? Well, because he doesn't well, why? want them to trace the they call. They always break him. phones. I know, but he... <laughs> it can be called breaking phones instead of breaking bad. Him, yeah. But no. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, good point. Like, remember, remember how many phones Saul has? <laughs> okay, guys, but just saying that also points to us, the audience, that he probably knew he was being listened to. But hold on, right? True. Yeah. Why would True. Heisenberg want to clear Skyler no, I, 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 I disagree with that on that. I don't think it was Heisenberg. I, I think felt like that was, that was oh, Walt. Oh. If, yeah. if, if he's clearing her of blame, it's it's Walt. If it's hubris, it's Heisenberg. And I honestly, I honestly can't choose which one. I can't mm-hmm. decide who it was. And maybe com- uh, our our listeners can give us a better idea if you hit us up in the YouTube comments and I let think, us know. Well, yeah, it, because Holly, he gave, he obviously gave Holly, Holly back. Holly asking for Mama brought brought, brought Walt, Walt back, back from that's the dead. I think, yeah, made him go. Oh, yeah, yeah. He started realizing they. And I also think we could write down the dialogue of the call and do connect the dots to Heisenberg, Walt, <laughs> who saying who, which line. Just ping-ponging. Yeah. Because I, was just, was, it was I just, thought it was, like, the way he was crying and stuff like that, I don't think it was all just venom. I think it was him knowing that I have to say these things to clear her, yeah. and this is not easy for me to say. Well, you know, I, and I didn't think of it that way. Anybody? So, you anybody? Know, nobody? I'm, I'm checked no, a little bit right there. You, absolutely. But the thing is, the crying in the midst of it was Walt trying to peek through. It was just too intense, e- intensely evil, the talk that he gave there. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, and it was it was her question saying, where's Holly? And tell me what happened to Hank. You know, of course, Skyler's got her strategy. She, she knows for sure that the cops are listening and all that. But it was, he decided at that moment to not absolve himself of Hank's murder instead yeah. to use it as mm-hmm. a threat. That mm-hmm. is completely Heisenberg to be willing to, to do that. Yeah, yeah. It is, but I still you know? think he, I think he was white fanging her a little bit too. Huh. Just forget I'm like, out of here. Yeah. I'm leaving. Let, just forget it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I gotta get out of here. I, I, I could see it. I could see it that way, but I just <laughs> I don't know. There's so much venom in that speech. Yes. Like the tears to me, it's it's the dream dying. I don't think that that's necessarily like Walt in, in any way uh, being apologetic or being like, this is my fault. Yeah. To me, that's just like, like, how could you take this from me? Yeah. I was so close. We could have had a new life together mm-hmm. and you ruined it. To me, that's, that's, uh, but with all that venom, uh, that, okay, I, uh, let's I don't just think... take that for, with all that venom and then he's going to give Holly back to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hard. Well, how, how's that? Yeah. How do you square well, that? Because how when you... Holly cried, that brought Walt back, and then the decision was made. Okay, my daughter's no, but go he had already made the decision to take yeah. her yeah. to the fire department because he, he's right outside. There, he had already so made it. This yeah. is a, it's already done. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so, so so he's spewing all this venom because you guys think that he's Heisenberg, and I'm going. Wait a minute. If he hates her that much, why is he giving their kid back? Because he's, he's got n- things to do. He says he's never because he loves to his daughter. So it's hard to be an evil villain and change diapers. Thank you very much. The voice of reason. He's going to carry the MC. 64 in one hand and the diaper bag no, in the other? I, 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 I get that part, but I, wouldn't, I don't think Heisenberg would give her the satisfaction. You guys, the way you're making Heisenberg out to be, he wouldn't do that. I, he, you notice he didn't, he, to, he, he let her believe that he, she wasn't getting it back. Yeah, exactly. Her yeah. Back. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that was his, mm-hmm. his punishment to her. Right. And, but he knew he, he couldn't keep her, sure. so he had to, he had to find that, that's the, that balance. So, that's the thing, right? No, I think, I think Charles is onto this because, 
he punished Skylar, but he would not punish Holly because Holly didn't betray right. him. Right. Yeah, I, I, betrayal I, I, is what he can't stand. Yeah. And even Walter Jr. has now betrayed him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah No, yeah. I agree with you on that. I'm not saying that. I just still don't think it's all a Heisenberg thing. I just don't. I yeah. think that I think part of me look. The, in order to keep mm-hmm. his family, whatever's left of it, intact, he has to get out and try to absolve them of any responsibility, so they don't all get incarcerated. He has to. Yeah. <sighs> no, I agree. Because otherwise, that. that whole dream that dies too. Because mm-hmm. everybody's screwed. And what about when he's in the car and he's looking in the mirror and he sees himself and he just turns the mirror away? Well, I think he turns the mirror away and he's looking at the graveyard where Hank's buried. Yeah, he's seeing... Mm-hmm. He's... Maybe, or you could see it as he can't stand to look at the man in the mirror anymore. Well, I think that's part of it, but I, I think for sure that, that what we saw was yeah. the graveyard. Yeah, he was looking at the scene where Hank had just been killed and buried. He's I like, think it's a reflection of both. I think it's looking <laughs> it at himself, and I think both. it's then a reflection of... Which, I think he's both. I think he's both Walter and Heisenberg a lot at the same time, which is why we can't pick for sure, and we're both arguing back and forth, because I think he can be both at the same time. Mm. But the question is, is he both anymore? Like, that that's that's the thing, is, like, was there... The, the tipping point in this episode, or one of many well, I mean, tipping points. You could argue the whole thing, that Heisenberg was there all the time, and you needed to have this right, right circumstances that, for it to come forward. Or that Heisenberg that, was exactly, like when he came so. back from the desert in the fugue state. Uh-huh. Right, and we're not all good, not all bad. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're probably... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. You know, it's probably a, a, a just a, he's phasing one out, and then in the middle of this, they you know they both poke their heads up, and, and we're, we're definitely in an unstable Walt Heisenberg area right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, what, what do we think about his plan now? So he's gonna. What, leave. what does well, he have to go thing, do? Right? Well, so we, he he gets in the minivan. He, he gets, goes off to quote Alaska as Jesse should have, but didn't. Just, he's yeah, going yeah, to New right, Hampshire. Go we know. I I mean I half expected that we weren't going to see the vacuum repairman, right? Right. But part of me was just like after all the times he's been alluded to, yeah, you that he would to. get in the car, shut the door, and it would be Vince Gilligan <laughs> <laughs> behind the wheel. <laughs> like how well, fitting would yeah, that be? Yeah. Where to? Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I guess that's kind of like right. a like a spike in okay, the camera. Before oh, we get, go wait, ahead. Was but, that Holly's first words when she said "mama"? First words we've heard her say as far as we know so, yeah. I mean I don't think we've heard her say anything but I didn't dramatic. know if that was her first words ever uh, I don't know probably don't, was I don't know. I, probably that's what was. I was thinking mm-hmm. it's entirely possible it. but we we don't know where he's going from here the thing that this episode did is it filled in all the remaining holes pre-flash forward mm-hmm. pretty much yeah well, we know where Jesse is. Let's. We didn't talk Jesse yet, so oh, let's yes. talk him. Jesse, uh, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's chained. <laughs> chained. Still enslaved. I if know. Jesse dies, he'll yeah. get the ceremonious death that you wanted Hank to get. He'll get. No, that's why. The same, that's I why we Hank got teased right there. If Jesse dies, well, <laughs> but that's the thing, right? In giving Jesse up to the Aryan Brotherhood, I feel like Walt has kind of like gotten rid of a lot of the dramatic tension between mm. the two of them and now their standoff if there is one at the end of the series yeah. looks nothing like i imagined it right. yeah yeah so uh, who was it who suggested a couple weeks ago that he was going to go rescue jesse with that m64 machine I think that was, me. was that you i, I think so you, what, what are, <laughs> t- claim that one no, I, I, I remember now, saying so that I, just, I didn't go any farther with it because well, i didn't have any more yeah, i dismissed so. it out of yeah. hand before yeah. but now i'm kind of wondering if it has more weight yeah, I certainly I think he's hope more. So. I think he's more interested in rescuing his money from those guys. Yeah. Oh shoot, mm-hmm. I, I, that's also a good I don't point. Know. I mean, it's like I saw. I saw like four dead rednecks walking. You know? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. They're taking his money. Uh-huh. That's true. Well, he also offered it to him, but they didn't yeah. take the deal. They shot Hank and took the money. Right. That's right. And Jack is just like you could oh. almost see him like right, right when he you know he shook when his they, hand. Yeah, because right they're square. I need to know we're square. They're that, not square. Yeah, well, we're not, we're not square. Oh, we're not uh-huh. square. You pissed off shot. Heisenberg. Yeah. yeah. So. When Jack and the and the other pirates were in the desert, I just felt like yeah, they were digging up the treasure, and he's eventually gonna you know kill his other partners, pirates. Yeah. And I felt like Todd's prerogative was always to get another lab rat partner. I don't think that he ever really cared about what Jesse told the police. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he was thinking further ahead than mm-hmm. that. Just like he, he wants would. to be a good cook. Yeah. All right. of a sudden, Todd's a smart dude who's like, I can manipulate and I can get what I want. I can't, you know. Now he's all of a sudden, you know, a brainiac. Yeah. Right, you know. He's, well, he's smart know. enough to work his uncle. Let me know that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all he had to do. <laughs> and the best was Jack not wanting to kill Todd's superhero. Right, not wanting to kill yeah. Walter White because that's kind of like Santa Claus to Todd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basi- I mean, he basically is. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. well, he was Santa Claus anyway. If you look back to that, photo. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Did any of you see that meme this week? That was like, uh, uh, it was like a two shot. It was like a shot of of Jesse's face. And then a shot of the uh, the photo, and it's like, oh my god, Mr. White is Santa Claus. It was See, I saw that, but I heard it in. Remember when they were just in in four days out in the RV, yes. and he was like, a robot. Yeah, <laughs> that was the voice that I heard. Oh my god, Mr. Walt Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed more Jesse like. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let, let's let, quickly wrap up the Jesse thing. So he's now enslaved as a cook. <laughs> Yeah, his life is just so miserable, yeah. man. I mean, he gets beat up. He's so terrified of yeah. Todd, and Todd just wordlessly takes him Matter out of the fact, snake yeah. pit. Yeah, you know, and uh, reminiscent of the spider in the cage to me. Yeah, he's playing with his little spider in the cage. Uh, but so here's right. the thing, right? Spider in the uh, mason jar. Why wouldn't Jesse just? sabotage a cook and blow them to kingdom I, I think that that's very well could be. It's a good well, prediction. But here's the thing. I I'm I don't think that he I don't think that he does. I think that on some level Jesse still wants to live. Mhm. Which is yeah, kind of shocking, does. considering like how little <clears throat> hope he has. Although, well, unless he, but he's, he's still just learned about revenge. Jane too, so it, oh, it, that yeah. may say, you know what? Screw it. That's it. I'm taking people with me. I'm. That's it. I'm blowing this thing up. Well, he's I don't just know. Learned about Jane. He's so. got that motivation, knowing that they know about Andrea and Brock. Mm. That picture hanging yeah, up. That, yeah. that will be him. his motivation to get out. Maybe he blows up Todd, mm-hmm. but I think he gets out. Honestly, I think the, as shocking as the news about Jane was to him, it's. It's going to provide some sort of relief to him as well, okay? Because n- remember, he blamed himself, mm-hmm. he, you know, all that stuff, and now he can turn all that self hatred onto walls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he really he really can. <laughs> yeah, and and you have to remember, like when he was cooking down uh, down in Mexico, when when Jesse is self actualized, when he's his like his most optimum self. He's capable of a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. The yeah. guy has more. Yeah. Should give himself yeah. more credit. He's capable of way more than he thinks he is. And uh, if he drops that self hatred and mm-hmm. commits himself one hundred percent to vengeance, mm-hmm. eh, Saul thought effective. he was on a killing spree in yeah. two episodes ago. Yeah. And so maybe yeah, that's true. Maybe that happens. <laughs> well, and don't forget, we have to ask the question of why is there cooking still going on? Because those guys just got yeah, eighty maybe. million dollars or seventy now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that the only it's I think that the his uncle doesn't even know about it. That Todd wants to be a cook for his, you know, he wants Daddy to be. White Daddy Walter White yep. Heisenberg. Wow. He's got okay. some pride. He wants to why else? Who, who's who's making him cook? Nobody. Um, I mean, the it- Czech Republic. <laughs> the Czech Republic with all their scary Czech guns. <laughs> 
I'm just saying they're committed to bringing the blue meth to the Czech Republic. They can't just stop. Well, yeah, yeah, with eighty million dollars, they can. That's his argument. Is eighty if, million dollars? I mean, if they'd gotten out of Dodge, yeah. but they're still there. That's but that's his point. Oh, why? You're saying, why? why they don't? My question is why, and I think it's just I think that you got your fu money, you can just go. I think the uncle and his and his crew are gone. Here's the th- mm-hmm. but here's the thing, right? And they told Todd, Do, blow it all up, kill Jesse, and let's get out of here. Walt made that eighty million in what three months? <laughs> he made that eighty million in like yeah. three months. That's all I'm saying. It, it, it's the same reason that uh, Jack wouldn't just take his money to kill Pinkman, and he wanted one more cook. The amount of money that is capable to be made from a steady stream of the blue meth. Okay. He's got. He's. Uh, he was talking about all those greedy people. I know. So like maybe Jack isn't as greedy as the rest. He's of not them. an no, empire just, guy. He's not. You know, Walt wants an empire. This guy, eighty million. I'll never spend that in the rest of my life. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know? And I don't know. But Todd I know somebody has who never does know. wanted the money. I know somebody who does know a lot about drugs. We should talk to Skinny <laughs> Pete and find out what Skinny Pete can say about. I know a lot about the uh, candy we had to do mess with. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> know, actual drugs. <laughs> How is the candy? By the way, it is candy, right? Yeah, it's made uh, by cotton uh, candy flavor yeah. or raspberry. I think it, it was kind of a mixture. Depending. Made by Debbie Ball. Um, that's yeah, what, that's what our research says. That, uh, yeah, Debbie Ball in in, uh, in Albuquerque makes it. So it is cotton candy, though. Yeah. Right? Well, it was either cotton candy or raspberry. I think uh-huh. they kind of mixed. It was just the blue, the yeah. blue flavored one. Uh-huh. So nice. Um, so pretty awesome. So, well, let's just start off with the macro. What was your experience like? You know, working on it for so long, and, and how have you enjoyed uh, it? What, what it was a dream? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been just bit parts in just a few TV shows yeah. prior to Breaking Bad, and mm-hmm. this, and I even started on it as as a day player, right? A skinny Stoner. That's really <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just like three lines, uh-huh. and then I was supposed to be done, and. I wanted, I wanted so bad for it to be more than that, uh-huh. and it did. And I was like, "Ooh, oh, <laughs> wow!" And um, every episode, I mean, I, I, I was done after my second episode, and they were like, "Well, if we need you again, we might call you." Uh-huh. And then you know, I did another episode, and it just kept going. And you know, they even told me it's like, you know, if if you hadn't have gotten on when you did the way you did, you wouldn't even had a chance to audition for this because this this role is way above your pay grade right now. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like, oh, cool. Well, what's that story? How how did that happen then? Um, how did you get on in the beginning? Well, you know. In season one, Jesse yeah. was supposed to die. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't get that. So since Jesse didn't die... He needed to have friends. He needed to have friends. Absolutely. And so it was Who kind better? of a, like, well, since we already brought this guy in... Oh, we need to, and, okay, we need to flesh his character out. He's got to have some friends. What, what really happened was, for for me, the way I, for I got saved in, yeah. was um, Matt Jones, Badger, was hired mm-hmm. to play, to do to, the intros for Tuco. Okay. Originally, sure. okay. he was hired for three episodes, I think, in his original contract, mm-hmm. and he uh, he was supposed to just you know do the scene where we introduce him and cooks with Jesse, and then he was going to be the one introduced. Well, after they finished his episode, they they went, he's a little too funny and likable, and <laughs> yeah. not really like tough enough. Uh-huh. Um, to be someone who's done prison time, he doesn't look like he mm. he's done hard time with guy named Tuco and Liv. Right, right. And and so they were like at a last minute kind of, well, we need to either do another audition or bring Uh somebody, who who do we got? And Vince Gilligan, or Brian Cranston tells me this story. He says, Vince Gilligan, well, well, let's bring back that skinny stoner guy. (laughs) Really? And so that's, that's. And that's how Skinny Pete and Badgie became buddies. Yeah. Um, And that was, yeah, they bring me back to do the intros. Mm -hmm. um, And luckily, 
they just kept kind of going. Well, let's yeah. see. He needs some some cronies. So um, that that actually is one of my one of my favorite scenes is when Skinny Pete and Jesse walk up to the entryway, and you know the 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 thugs give you guys a hard time, and you look at him and you go, you go, I'm Skinny no, Pete. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's who I am. <laughs> I I. Yeah. Inside, I was like just like giddy because that yeah. it was even the script said skinny stoner, skinny stoner. Yo, man, I'm skinny Pete, skinny Pete. That oh, was God, you know that's when you I was skinny stoner until I said, Yo, man, I'm skinny Pete. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and suddenly I'm and that was like for me that was okay. Now I'm on the show. Yeah, yeah. You're a yeah, yeah. I got a name. Yeah. You're in the I'm, world. Man. I'm not third stoner from the left anymore. <laughs> okay. You know, that's great. I got a question because we've heard and, and done a lot of research, and other people have told us that every yo, every bitch, all that is in every script. Now, yeah. but, but between you and Badger, is all that written, or is yeah. any of that? It is all written, yeah. so it's not all you guys just yeah. goofing around. Playing, I'll get right? permission, uh-huh. and I will ask permission because yeah. you really kind of have to yeah. to switch. You know, if it's if it's yo, man, I'm going over here. And I want to go. I'm going over here, yo. <laughs> I would go. Hey, can I? Can I? You know, switch that around. And yeah. they were like, Yeah, that works. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we did them verbatim. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And it because it was almost like Shakespeare. It was just yeah. It, it rolled off your tongue. Rhythmic, isn't it? Yeah. Iambic. It, it was rarely. Mm-hmm. It was rarely wrong. I mean, they mm-hmm. always. It always just felt right the way they wrote it. Mm-hmm. And so. Wow. And I had uh, those scenes with the three of you. Uh, you know, uh, Aaron Paul and. And, and Matt Jones and you, those look like you're having a ball playing yeah. them. Were they fun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are. They're Not the a most lot of hard fun. nights. No. no they're, they're, some of them got a little long, but oh, they they, yeah. um, they are the most fun to do because, yeah. uh, you know, Matt Jones is, is a comedian. Yes, he is. He's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> um, if you've never heard his um, uh, Tina Turner impersonation. <laughs> wow. He, oh, All right. I guess we'll have to look Mary. that up. Hear him doing Proud Mary. Uh-huh. Um, we went to karaoke one night. Uh-huh. I was like, oh. Um, wow. But he does a he does a improvisational musical mm-hmm. in, in L.A. Yeah, opening night yeah, at I.O. night the musical. He's, he's it's very good. funny oh and a very God, nice Oh, my God, that's a brilliant show. Yeah. And he does a great oh. two-man show on Thursday nights yeah. with Dave Hill. Yeah. Um, he's hilarious. And then Aaron Paul's just – Aaron Paul, I mean, mm-hmm. he's – <laughs> he's such a huggable, lovable dude, okay. and um, and I'm like a baby in this business, and uh-huh. so I was just, I was just in awe. Every so, day. and you've been on quite a few uh, TV shows. I mean, so t- what was, yeah. what's their environment like? Is is it really cool? It's relaxed. It's easy. Yeah. What what is it like? It's, we're like family. It was yeah. like a, they were working every time vacation. you come back. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, Charles, yeah. That's and that was. I mean. Mm-hmm. Y- you walk onto the set and Brian Cranston sees you and runs up and gives you a hug. Okay. And that's, I mean, every time and uh-huh. asks about my kids and oh, that's asks, great. you know, how's the family mm-hmm. and um, remembers their names. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. there, I don't think very many people actually left once they started working on the show. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was every time I went back, it was just like a family reunion. I must be because you're way out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine that that's it helps that, right? Because yeah. you're kind of isolated in a sense. I mean, right. you are a community family there because right. it's right. you're nobody. Just yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh, but it, it, the neighborhoods are great. I mean, the city's been great to you guys, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Albuquerque I mean, was wonderful. You get recognized all the time in Albuquerque now. If you're I, I, I don't. You know, I you, never you, get recognized oh, anywhere. So you look well, a lot different than Skinny Pete, by the way. Yeah. The way you present yourself, you're like you're you know you've got these glasses. Glasses, your hair's you know yeah. adjusted Cold for a change. Yeah, <laughs> there's no you don't have the hat, no yeah. beanie. You don't yeah. look like a method. Yeah, we don't even see Skinny Pete's hair in the show, do we? Yeah. Ever no, see never, his hair? 
shirt. It's always in the thing. My hat has fallen off in a scene, and they're like, it's cut. we got to get the hat back on. <laughs> do, you, do you need the hat to be in character? Um, pretty much. I really – it does help. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I really admire Charlie Chaplin, and that was one of the oh, things yeah. that yeah. I noticed when I was doing theater. Mm-hmm. I heard um, you did mime, too. Yeah, well, I studied mime mostly so I could do it in film. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to be in one of those CGI movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I noticed that the costume really just kind of made the character. And, yeah. you know, I could put on the costume and it's like suddenly I'm boom. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. You're there. Um, what you, did you at any point kind of come up with a history for yourself of, of Skinny Pete? Like where he came from or like how long he's been on drugs? <laughs> or did they give you a Bible I, at all? The, no, 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 we never had said, a Bible for any of the characters. Nothing, really? Wow. You're just um, making it up. Because they made it up as they went along. Okay. Right. Right. Just checking. Skinny um, Stoner, Skinny, skinny Pete. Skinny Stoner. Yeah. You know, I... I understood a little bit about what they wanted out of a skinny stoner. And right. then I came back and you're like, okay, skinny Pete. And you, you know, of course you're a meth head and you've done prison. And I went, whoa. whoa. Yeah, what? <laughs> oh, okay. And I tried to come up with a backstory and mm-hmm. then I'd go up from the next episode and everything they'd have me do would completely wipe it out. You know, and it's <laughs> like, I, okay, never mind. Uh, so you know? your improv worked. Yeah. It, and it, it was, was that good. was, it was such a great, you uh-huh. know, every time I got a script, I, first I'd check, see, am I dying? Am I dying? No, I'm not dying. Cool. <laughs> then no, You would read else. ahead. Yeah. Your, <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing I checked because yeah. that was, that was my job. Yeah. <laughs> it was wow. the only job I had and it's the best job yeah, that's you could want so studying like how a mime moves that kind of like helps you also you know do the character as yeah. well right because yeah. obviously skinny pete doesn't move like maybe walter white does right. standing straight right. up it's, in strict I, form it's all about physicality and mm-hmm. the guy i studied with uh, his name is johnny simons and he's at the hip pocket theater brent spiner uh studied under him mm-hmm. um i believe um Dennis Quaid studied under him. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was he taught at Duke University before wow. he came to Texas, and mm-hmm. he was he was the choreographer for one of the best for one of the main theaters in Fort Worth, Texas, and mm-hmm. then started his own theater, um, the Hip Pocket. And it's they actually did uh, a lot of commedia, uh, which is a 16th, 17th century Italian form of the mask theater. Work. Yeah, a yeah. lot of the mask work. Yeah, like um, your your Harlequin Harlequin right. jester kind of characters, mm-hmm. but they would also they incorporate that style into modern mm-hmm. modern plays a lot of times. Um, but like I said, I, I studied from him. He studied from Marcel Marcel. Um, he oh, wow. he is who. Yeah, that that one guy. Um, he's really one of the best mimes in the world right yeah. now. Um, but he doesn't like to perform. He likes to teach. And, and he teaches by, by doing. Mm-hmm. You go to his theater and you work. And you work hard for very little money. And if you're lucky, every now and then he'll stop and give you a, a beautiful lesson in, um, you know, stillness or um, – nice. Yeah, that's a small kind of thing. All right, well, we got a high sign, so we got to move on. But I want to ask a couple other things before yeah. we go. Uh, favorite time, favorite moment, favorite thing on the show that, or it, whether it's on camera or not. Oh, what? God, there's so many. Well, just pick them. two or three. Um, the time Jonathan Banks threatened to punch me in the heart <laughs> was was actually really endearing well, because oh, it was endearing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was it was so it was for me it was sweet knowing okay. he's so scary and intimidating. Uh-huh. Everything he's ever done, yeah. He's, He's been that way, mm-hmm. and um, just like seeing him on set was—I was starstruck. Right. And yeah, we were he's... sitting together, and he said, "Hey, I'm really tired. It's our first scene. Uh, it's our last scene today. Uh, if you screw this up, I'm gonna punch you in the heart." <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. And uh, I assume you went well. Oh, I, I, well, you know, like I said, I've been kind of auditioning every episode. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, exactly. I worked really hard at not screwing up. Yeah, well, you your auditions are doing bloopers. well because they keep bringing you back. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you won't great. find bloopers of me. You okay, won't find good. me trying to goof around. <laughs> I was just like, yes, sir, yes, yeah, sir, yeah, no, absolutely. sir. Uh-huh. All right, well, yeah, he sets a high bar for sure. Yeah, everybody even said. I think even Dean Norris said that about him. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So I uh, and um, uh, let's talk a little bit about Blacklist. Blacklist. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a cool show. Yeah. What? Have you, um, I, I, what can you tell us about it? Well, it stars James Spader. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking you need about anything else. Yeah, really? but, but really? yeah, he's, a, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's just he plays a psycho. Yeah, um, so. he's he's was FBI's most wanted, mm-hmm. um, and for reasons only known to him, he decides to turn himself in to the FBI. And with him, he has this blacklist, and it's mm-hmm. the list of of criminals that are above the people that are on his mo- on their most wanted list. Ah, These are yeah. like the, the people that they don't even know about. They're so bad. Here's who you should really be and, um okay. And he's just going to help help them okay. catch them. Um, for his own reasons. For his own reasons. <laughs> but he's only chosen this one rookie. Right. This one rookie agent to be the only person he will talk to. Um, and so, and that's, she's played by Megan Boone, mm-hmm. who's just, gorgeous wow. um, <laughs> and uh how was that experience being on that show as a different completely different it's environment totally different yeah totally okay, yeah, different show well, um, it's in new york yeah shoots in new york which you know i just moved to la from mm-hmm. fort worth texas in february mm-hmm. and wow. so the first job i got when i moved to la shoots in new york <laughs> um it's just it, it was weird um I, I I wear a suit. Whoa! Whoa. I, I use very large words. And <laughs> no yo's. Pro- no yo's. I never say yo, which no. has been a fight. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> uh, trying to say these, uh, you know, kind of high uh-huh. espionage kind of. Uh, um, well, that's must be a blast. Yeah, then. totally so different. Look at the range like, you're what showing. Is, uh, yes, what's hilarious. your character? Who are you playing? Well, I, my my character's name is Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, he was originally the man in the gray flannel suit. Ooh. And, so skinny um, Stoner went to Skinny Pete, and gray flannel suit went to Gray. Yeah, nice. Gray. Yeah. Um, red is James Spader's character. Mm-hmm. I am Gray. Gray. Oh. Gray and Red go great together. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's not a buddy comedy or anything. <laughs> uh, I, if he were Batman... I'd be Alfred. I'm. Got I it. drive. Got it. I drive as Bentley. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm his liaison. I'm his confidant. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody, yeah, and nobody knows about me except yeah, him. Yeah, you're quite an enigma yourself yes, in this, right? Yes, and wow. I love it. It's, it's the, the smoking man from the X Files nice. kind of Sweet. character. Sweet, right on. Right? You had me at Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. Great. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So you, I know you can't give us any spoilers, but let's give us a spoiler for what's happening in the next two episodes of Breaking Bad. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, she was surprised. Yeah. Um, uh, They wouldn't give me the entire scripts. Yeah. Once it got to this point, you'd get a sheet with just your lines and everything else. It was like getting an NSA memo, (laughs) you know, Um, everything redacted. And then on on set, I think the crew um, worked really hard at kind of screwing with anybody who wasn't involved in the end. They kept making up different endings, you know. It's like, yeah, Jane comes back and kills everybody and, you know, just trying to, you know, throw us off the, the hook. And I, I Do think, we see Skinny Pete again? 
You might. Let's leave it there because we got to move on to news and gossip and get our predictions. Thank you so much. We're going to uh, let everybody know where they can find you and, and Twitter handles and all that stuff at yeah. the end. So, But let's go on to news while we can, Phil. After Buzz TV News. Okay, lots, lots of news. We'll try to get through it as quickly as we can. Breaking Bad has turned Albuquerque into a tourist hotspot. Before the show, everyone who traveled to New Mexico took a left at Albuquerque, obviously, and went to Santa Fe. These days, fans flock to Albuquerque, so much so that American Airlines and JetBlue have started their own direct air, f- air flights from Chicago wow. and New York just because fans <laughs> want to go to Albuquerque. Wow. And the Albuquerque yep. Convention and Visitors Bureau website gets so much Breaking Bad traffic, they have their own portal. The show has its own portal. Local businesses have seen profits profit skyrocket. Uh, Debbie Ball, who is the owner of the Candy Lady and the creator of the Crystal Meth, who used for the sh- for sh- in the show the first two seasons, sells baggies of blue dyed rock sugar, and she can thank Brian Cranston for uh, giving some to David Letterman on the uh, on his show once. She sells up to five thousand bags a week at a buck a pop. In addition, three hundred Breaking Bad wow. T-shirts, a Breaking Bad limo tour, and about twenty to thirty percent of her sales are Breaking Bad related. There's also the Albuquerque Trolley Camp Company's three hour tour. It's called the Bad Tour. Tour. Takes fans <laughs> to locations featured in the show, including Jesse's House, the Car Wash, Crossroads Market, Marble Brewery created two special beers: uh, the Walter White's Li- Walter, uh, excuse me, Walt's White Lie, and then there's also Heisenberg's Dark. So we got oh, much- those are good, uh, by the way. Just saying, they, yeah, they, they both sold out within four days of their debut, so they're gone. So and the Rebel Donut, uh, they launched the Breaking Bad Blue Sky Donut, and sales beat out Valentine's Day, which is their <laughs> most profitable day. And we even got Great Face and Body, a day spa launched. Bathing bad bath salts. Oh God! <laughs> sold twelve bags of meth before they even actually had ever made any bags. So they they currently sell about three thousand bags a month at sixteen bucks a bag. It's forty eight grand a month Jesus. on bathing wow. bad bath salts. So there you go. So uh, I don't know what Albuquerque is going to do when the really want to sell done. bath salts connected to drugs. I, I don't know. Like I'm just a... saying. Okay, so the odds makers have weighed in on this. Who's going to live and who's going to die? We got the odds makers weighing in. Walter White. Is he going to live? Yes. He's one, he's one to two. No. He's three to two. Hmm. So that's where the odds are on him. Jesse Pinkman, not looking good. <laughs> yes, two to three. No. Uh, what is that? What, he's even money on the no. No, 11 to 10. Excuse me, 11 to 10. Skyler looks like she, she'll probably live. Uh, Hank, well, we already know that. <laughs> Saul Goodman. It looks like, uh, yes, uh, well, mm, basically, it looks like Salt may live, according to the odds. Maybe, live. So we don't know who's going to win. Well, a new show's a prequel. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So we don't know if that could be it. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Any other news from everybody else? Do we have uh, no, we have? J- Jimmy Fallon premiered oh, uh, right. yeah, please a, talk about that. an extended parody called Joking Bad uh, <laughs> earlier this week or early last week. And uh, it's very funny. It's packed with celebrity cameos, and it's really rich with details. Uh, you you can spy Hank and uh, Walt and Jesse are all on there. There's there's a moment where where Brian Cranston throws a pizza that is just so funny. Um, <laughs> but definitely check it out. It's uh, it's on YouTube. It's on their website. It's very very funny as yeah. their parodies usually are at late night. And a very unassuming chemistry uh, professor at the University of Oklahoma, Donna Nelson, is getting a lot of uh, traffic, shall we say, to her in some sense, because she's their uh, scientific consultant. She's the one that gives them all the language and the lingo whenever Walt has to describe what he's doing or how he's doing it. She's the one that helped them figure out the 
recipe and how to wow. show it without actually showing it. It's actually um, uh, coordinated with the DEA so that they make sure you can't ever really get how to make the stuff. Mm-hmm. But they use this uh, university professor, and I just look. She's very unassuming. Donna Nelson, like mm-hmm. Ozzy and Harriet Nelson kind of look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's the one. And by the way, she's also their uh, go-to person for any bomb they have to make on the show. Wow. So University of, of in Oklahoma, university professor in Oklahoma. Her classes are there probably packed. That's yeah. it. Sure. I just hope she doesn't get kidnapped and yeah. used for something <laughs> nefarious. Right. She'll get chained to, uh, the, to, the, to Jesse. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. I guess that takes care of our news and gossip. Let's move into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Go ahead, anybody. <laughs> Jump right in. I like how Saul had that line that we got in the previews, and he was like, how much time do you have left? Asking Walt. And what I'm wondering is, is that how much time do you have left, you know, luck-wise or health-wise? I think it's health-wise. Health-wise. I think it's health-wise. Hmm. Uh, I think that, uh, you guys don't jump on me all at once no, okay, here. here it comes. <laughs> I think that Jesse lives happily ever after, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. with his girl and Brock. I think that he kills Walt. Ooh. At the end, I think he okay. creeps in the back door or whatever, and just with no words, no nothing, just pops. Okay. Oh, I don't want that. After, after, by the way, because they only have two shows to deal with Chile. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's the Chile and the Czech Chile, Republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of worried. Yeah. Okay. Cause you want them I, all wrapped up, right? I, you, I, you I, I really okay. need because I, I was paying attention when Gus's head was at the pool. Yeah. You know, only reason the, if if the cartel is scared of Chile. Who the hell and what the hell is going to happen? That's what I'm saying. And it's the one thing that has not been mentioned all season. At all. And, of course, it's going to come back and then everyone's going to be like, what? And then they're, they're going to be like, oh, yeah. But, no, seriously. Chile, yeah. uh, the Czech Republic. I think next week we find out. Are you worried? What are you going to have an international incident? Is that yeah, what you think is going to come on? I don't know. I don't I... know. Well, that's the thing, right? Because it's become a far more intimate show. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that the DEA is kind of out of play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know that they'd be able to track him down. Are they going to be out of play? Because they're going to know two of their guys are gone. Yeah, they're missing. I, I, I honestly cannot make a solid prediction for next week. This, mm-hmm. th- this, this week's episode kind of like put the kibosh on any mm-hmm. any plans that I had for what was going to happen. I'm, I'm going to say Vince is good at doing. I'm going to say the yeah. the perfect storm I is think... going to happen next episode okay. where we see DEA coming. We see. Czech Republic, we see Chile. They they hit try to hit Walt. He gets away some kind of way, and then in the end, it's him and Jesse. That's what I say. All right, I, I'm going to stick to the idea. Remember that, the rice and that the rice is going to be yeah. used on Lydia. That's what I was going to say. I think Lydia is going to. I wouldn't be That's happy. It. That wouldn't be satisfying. Yeah, I, mean, I love Lydia yeah. to get hit oh, by and, rice. And, and while we were on, while we were talking, I realized yeah. that that's why Todd wants to cook because he's not going to leave Lydia stranded and he's in love with her. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Well, All before right. we get out of here, let everybody know where they can find you. Twitter handles. Yeah, whatever you Charles would. E Baker. There is you my go. Twitter handle. All right. That's the best place to find. Okay, and also. Blacklist and, and on the blacklist, and also we will be covering the uh, the blacklist here on After Buzz TV awesome. after it airs. So uh, the show uh, ten o'clock Mondays, right after the Voice, and uh, afterwards catch us. Thank you very much, Phil. All right, Kristen. I'm at Cinematic Escape on Twitter, or you can bang my blog, Cinematic Escape. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the Low Winter Sun, Under the Dome, Sons of Anarchy, and uh, Marvel's Agent- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after shows. Man, that's a lot. You can yeah. just find me at Ed Bowling, at Bowling like a bowling ball, <laughs> on Twitter. 
Yeah, you can't find me anywhere, but uh, do write in. Uh, go to AfterBuzzTV.com, go to YouTube, go to iTunes, and uh, let us know your comments and your thoughts and your theories about what's going to happen in the next two episodes of Breaking Bad, and we will see you, we'll see you next time. All right. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.